I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 21, Traveling with Young Children. Hi lovelies, this is Andrea Hope, and I am the host of To Mother. It's my podcast where I share my tips and resources about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I'm a Baha'i mom and a poet, among other things, and I share some Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast, then you know that it usually drops on Wednesday, and today is not a Wednesday. Today is a Saturday, (laughs) so it's quite late. Uh, But if you listen, then you also know that I was supposed to be traveling with my husband and our two kids to the United States for the first time. So I'm American, and my husband is Polish, and both of our kids were born in Poland, and my husband and kids had never been to the United States, so that's a very long and stressful (laughs) story that I won't tell you all of the details of, but I'll give a short summary. So essentially, um, we were supposed to go in April, but of course the pandemic happened and we thought we should give it some time for things to calm down because we're going to go and then we're not going to be able to meet up with people. So we rescheduled for August thinking that that would be enough time for things to open up. And in Poland, actually things we're back open again in August with a few, you know, still regulations about wearing masks or distancing when you're inside buildings. But yeah, depending on where you are in the U.S., things didn't necessarily get better or some things are reopening and rules are different. So we know it wasn't the best time to travel, but my family in the U.S. really felt like 2020 is so crazy and life is so uncertain right now that they prefer that we just try to stick with our plans and travel because we don't know what the next couple months or the next year is going to bring. Maybe it'll be even harder for my husband and kids to come um, than it is now. So we went through this process where Poland uh, people from Poland are exempt from the visa having to get a visa they joined the visa waiver program in november 2019 and so that was really exciting that's a big reason why we booked the tickets to begin with um so we went to the airport and we had our tickets and everything and we tried to fly and i told my husband that he couldn't fly because he can't fly to the u.s just for tourist reasons um using this visa and i said oh but these regulations about people from uh europe not being able to fly it doesn't apply to the spouse and the parents of u.s citizens because i had looked these things up of course and they said well he can't fly on this visa so we called the embassy and they said oh yeah he's an exception i don't know why they're acting like that and they had someone from the airport go and check and they came back to us and said well the u.s government uh, we talked contacted the u.s government and they said no he can't fly Uh, sorry, there's nothing we could do. And I said, oh, but I read this and he's an exception. And they said, you know, this is the U.S. government's decision. And we were like, oh, my goodness. I honestly had some inclination that we would have trouble. I didn't necessarily think we wouldn't fly out, but I definitely thought it wasn't going to be a smooth process because when I tried to check in, I wasn't able to and it said to call this number and the number was always busy. So I had some inclination, Okay, this might be more difficult than just, you know, showing your papers and getting on a flight. But I have a really good relationship with the U.S. Embassy in Warsaw and Poland. They have been extremely helpful through the whole thing. And we contacted them. They offered to talk to the airline. The airline declined. And then they asked us to send them an official email, which we did. And they responded that he should go ahead and go through the normal process to get a non-immigrant B2 visa instead of trying to travel on the ESTA and then 
given that he should have the exemption as my spouse. So we were like, okay, we'll have to go through that process. Like, you know, how long is that going to take? How much is it going to cost? Like, how can we reschedule that whole thing? So uh, we did end up uh, having him travel on this B2 visa, kind of just just making it. So we had it where we had to go to the embassy. We had to apply online. We had to go to the embassy. And he had a really short interview at the embassy. And then they said it takes a day so you can get it the next day between 2 and 5. And our flight was at 4.45. So then we were thinking, okay, if we can get it right at 2, then maybe we can make it to check into our flight. But we're cutting it close. And if we don't make this second flight, then we cannot rebook for free. So it was like all these things going on and we had like backup plans. I really, really didn't want to travel without him. And he also had the idea maybe I would travel so we don't lose all the tickets. I would travel with the kids and then he would travel later. But I was really uncomfortable with that. I wanted us to go as a family. And I also didn't know if it would be harder for him if he wasn't with his American wife and children. So I was like, that's like the worst case. Don't really want to think about it. Um, situation but eventually um, we did board a plane and we did land in New York and JFK and um, yeah every step of the way we had to push we had to question we had to prove ourselves but I'm very happy that we stuck together as a family and we made it and so today that's why I'm talking about traveling with young children and I want to give some tips and some information. So I chose a prayer that I always read before I do any long kind of traveling and it's by the Bob. O oh Lord, unto thee I prepare for refuge and toward all thy signs I set my heart. O oh Lord, whether traveling or at home and in my occupation and in my work, I place my whole trust in thee. Grant me then thy sufficing help so as to make me independent of all things, O thou who art unsurpassed in thy mercy. Bestow upon me my portion, O Lord, as thou pleaseth, and cause me to be satisfied with whatsoever thou hast ordained for me. Thine is the absolute authority to command. And again, O Lord, unto thee I prepare for refuge, and toward all thy signs I set my heart. O Lord, whether traveling or at home and in my occupation or in my work, I place my whole trust in thee. Grant me then thy sufficing help so as to make me independent of all things, O thou who art unsurpassed in thy mercy. Bestow upon me my portion, O Lord, as thou pleaseth, and cause me to be satisfied with whatsoever thou hast ordained for me. Thine is the absolute authority to command. So I usually say this prayer before I travel. It's so calming and it connects you to asking for the protection and the guidance of God. And the other thing that's really significant to me is it doesn't ask that things go a certain way. So many of the Baha'i writings and the prayers, I'm not praying that we make it to the United States or like something specific that God will grant that my wish comes true or something like that. But it really emphasized that I'm pleased with whatever God has destined to be the best for us. And that can be really difficult um, to understand. And my husband and I both like look for confirmations and we're both trying to keep an eye out for, you know, what is us pushing and what is us 
you know, doing what is necessary to move forward. It can be a very difficult question for me because I don't like to push. Usually if someone gives me an answer, I like to accept that answer. But in this case, I just knew that the answer wasn't consistent with my understanding of the truth because I had looked up that he was able to come or else we wouldn't have even like bought tickets and the airline shouldn't have let us buy tickets having his information that he has a Polish passport and getting all that information beforehand. But at a certain point, you're just like, is God, is the universe like telling us that this isn't the right time or this isn't the right step for us? Or is this just a matter of a test and difficulty that we have to push through? And that's a very difficult question to answer, I think, in life in general, but especially in this situation, because I was like, I know it's not the best time to fly, it's not the safest time, but at the same time, I don't want to lose the tickets, and there is this exception, and we do have these plans. So eventually, it did work out, and I tried to be conscious of, hey, if this doesn't work out, um, don't be too disappointed and take it as, you know, this isn't, wasn't right for our family at this time or um, we're being protected for some reason. And then that decision of, do I go with the kids or do I wait until another time where my husband can go? That was something that I also wanted to think very thoughtfully about. Like, of course, my family was expecting me and they're telling me they're really excited and you have to come, you know, like you just push through and make it work. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to think about what that might convey to my husband if we had this plan to go together or how he might feel, you know, regardless of what he might say. Of course, he's going to be like, yeah, just go and it's fine. But then for him to be in Poland for a month and be separated at this time where tensions and emotions, everything are already high because of the pandemic, because of so many things going on in the world, I wanted to take all those things into consideration but yeah, I think very important that in these prayers, they redirect us to what's important and what the principles of the faith are rather than just, you know, God, please help me get to the U.S. because that's what I want to do. So my tip for living the life, traveling with children, young children, is to space things out. Now, to be very, very honest, I would discourage traveling with young children. If we didn't already have these plans and the situation that we were particularly in, I haven't been home in three years. I haven't been home since I had kids. My sister has five children, so it's very unlikely that she would be able to visit us. We made the decision to travel, but in general, I would discourage traveling for, with young children if you don't have to. Just young children learn so much and do so much physically uh, and through interaction and traveling by plane or by car is so constraining. I mean, by car, at least you can stop and go to a playground or take a walk or take breaks. But these long flights particularly, I should say that too, if your flight is short, then it's probably not a big deal. <laughs> but these long flights particularly, you know, it just was a lot of stress for me. I didn't sleep. I just felt uncomfortable because how the seating was and how they were laying down, you know, if one of them fell or woke up or something like that, it was just difficult for me to relax and it was very difficult for them, you know, to follow the rules because they don't understand, you know, when we have to sit down, but they wanna walk around. So it was quite difficult, but if you are going to, if you need to, if it's necessary, my trip was to space things out. Some examples of that is 
obviously, if you can get the seats that are made for people who have young children, usually they're in like the second section and they'll set up a bed, a little like bassinet that a baby can sleep in for you, which is really wonderful. We didn't have that, but I saw some other parents had that. And I think that was very great to try and get whatever services that they offer that would be helpful. So they did give us some things for kids, of course, the extra lap belt and also like a coloring book and some little things. So whatever they have for children, I would definitely try to take advantage of that. And if there's a seat that has more space, that's one way. But then the other thing was in terms of how you entertain them. So if we, for instance, brought my daughter's favorite stuffed animal, which she's not used to having because when we just go out during the day, she knows that he stays home and she says bye to him, bye Mish, bye teddy bear. Um, and so she's not used to having him out. And so I hit him and I said, okay, we'll give it to her if she gets really antsy. Um, and then she did have trouble falling asleep. So then a couple of hours, like after we left, I was able to pull out the teddy bear and be like, hi. And she was so excited to see him and laughing and we were playing. And then she was able to sleep with him. And then just any other little toys or things that you bring, like not to give them all at once essentially, but to try to space it out. So we got her some over the ear headphones that were big because they in the airline they give you the ones that go in your ear but i don't think those are great for little kids so these ones were colorful and they were big so she could listen to her music or watch her videos and uh, she really liked them and it's cool because it's something that's special for the trip uh but yeah and then the other thing was which i didn't know before but i had seen people do is that once the plane was fully boarded people would move to the seats that were empty and i never knew that you could do that but i had seen people do it before so i said to my husband if you look in the back of the plane because he was going to the bathroom and you see any empty seats i think we could move into them so he asked the stewardess and she was like yeah as soon as the lights are on for people to move freely then you can move to an empty seat and in our case i won't say the airline right now because i need to think about how i want to contact them because we had a lot of issues <laughs> not on board was great but we had a lot of issues beforehand so they sat us, me and my husband, both have lap infants next to another woman on the plane. And the plane was not full. So this whole time they're telling you to practice social distancing, be this far apart and wear your mask and be safe. And then we get on the plane and we're sitting right next to this woman, lovely woman. I'm not, I have no problem sitting next to a woman. I don't know, of course. I'm just saying it was just odd to me that we're practicing all this social distancing and then they set us next to a woman in these like tight little three seats and we both have kids. So then the guy came by and said, you know, we can't have five people in this aisle. So at least Marching had to sit on the end of the seat in the middle part. But then when he went to the bathroom, there were at least 10 rows of empty seats <laughs> in the back of the plane where they could have assigned us seats and they didn't. And I just thought that was so weird. So we did at one point take up three different rows of seats because they were all empty. So Marchin was sleeping on one and then Azalea was sleeping in one and then I was uh, sitting up with the baby and the other. And so that was really helpful to us being able to walk around, having more space, being able to stretch out. So yeah, just if you didn't know, because I didn't know before, you can ask or you can get up and try to move to empty seats once the plane is fully boarded. 
Uh, okay, yeah, so that I think is very important when you're traveling by plane. And then my resource for today, of course on the long flights the airline usually has TV shows or movies, but if you have some kind of electronic device like an iPad and you want to pre-download and have more choice on what your child watches if you choose to let them watch TV shows or videos or anything like that, of course you can't stream, but you can download. So I'm going to recommend this show called Bobo and Keepy in the Congo. And it's such a cute little show with puppets and it, and it focuses on virtues and it's in the Congo and it's created by Baha'is. I found it on Nine Star Media, but it's just great because if you're in that situation where they're going to have a lot of screen time, you want to make sure that they're watching something that's consistent with your values or that they're learning something. So I'll definitely put that in the show notes, Bobo and Kipi in the Congo. And they have those episodes for download from Nine Star Media. So yeah, thank you for being with me. If you'd like to know anything more about our journey or our story, or if you'd like to give me any tips for traveling back, because eventually we'll have to travel back. We're hoping to stay for a month. It's flexible because with this visa, my husband could stay up to six months, but the U.S. is much more expensive than our life in Poland, so it'll depend on a few different things. But yeah, if you have some tips for me for traveling back or anything you want to say, please email me at info at andreahope.org. And thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you are safe and taking necessary precautions for your mental, spiritual, and physical health and also being able to stay connected to those who you love and who you can support and to support you. To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator, that's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.